What do you love? Yeah. What do you know? What do you want to build for the world that has value and beauty? And like, let's help you ship that by building it as a community of multi-generational mentors. Uh, and let's have fun doing it. Let's not worry about, you know, being fat and sassy and special. And I'm got rainbows out my ass. It's like, I'm a unicorn. Like I'm special. Like instead build a real, you know, company that's built by a pack of people. Yeah. A, a whole, when I say multi-generational, if you look at a wolf pack, you have all the generations in it and they teach and they learn and they share yeah. and they have relevance and they do play and they have fun. And they they do respect the person who makes the kill that gets more of the share, but then they share in the kill. It's not like the founders take all the ownership of it. So when yeah. I think about the startup world, I'm much more in love with the idea of a wolf pack or wolves, not unicorns. <laughs> And Nick, you're the founder and CEO of the Innovation Collective. You're a speaker, entrepreneur, and much more, man. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's go back a bit, man. I like to start my shows up by going back and kind of find out a little bit more about you. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Yeah, so I, I grew up here in Coeur d'Alene in North Idaho, and I kind of boomerang my way back to my roots. Um, you know, pretty standard family um idaho family in a lot of ways like my mom worked at a pharmacy my dad was a mechanic um you know played sports growing up with a small private school have hilarious stories about my private school uh nice. you know crazy moments of getting the master key to the school and random experiences like that buying my grade oh, wow. uh, my junior year yeah you know normal stuff for okay. idaho yeah who was that person that inspired you to then get into entrepreneurship? And why did you decide to pursue this whole entrepreneurship thing? Oh, that's a great question, man. You know, um, I think for me, if I could think about the core of like who really inspired entrepreneurship in me, it's a, it's an interesting answer is I think it's my dad. Okay. And uh, what I find interesting about that is he was not an entrepreneur. Interesting. And, but he obsessively read books that um, he believed would help him become a better person. And he kind of got on that, that kick because he was trying to figure out like how to live this better life and ended up getting into Amway back in the day and was around these other guys and like people, gals who are reading books and talking about, you know, starting businesses. And so he passed those on to me and he paid me to read a lot of these books when I was in middle school. So I was, you know, I was the kid in middle school who knew how to tie my tie because I was reading uh, Dress for Success and like tying my basketball coach's tie because my father. And also he introduced me to like a, a Christian church upbringing with my mom and him. But he went because it was like at first my mom wanted him to go. And then that's where all the business guys in town went. So he was like, cool, I'm in. And I bring that up because, you know, I think about a lot of the entrepreneurial journey and the idea that you can just do the impossible. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's normal. And I do think some of that in my brain comes from like that framework of the early Christian belief system, because, you know, I started to understand the stories and if you want to take them and swallow that, that horse pill is like, this is factual, yeah, dude, you believe in some crazy stuff that's possible then. So like I had to kind of frame that up too. So I, I think my dad, 
Yeah. Okay. And then now here we are, the Innovation Collective. It started here in Coeur d'Alene, but now it's in Utica, New York, Las Vegas. It's all Brooksville, Florida. I think I saw that you're even in Canada, yeah. Italy, and even China. Uh, two things for those who don't know what the Innovation Collective is. What is it? And then how did all this get started? Yeah, it's, it's thank you. It's a great question. Um, so it got started because I had been building my own tech companies. Okay. Um, so I built three different, I was the co-founder of three different tech startups. A lot of them always focused on mobile devices in some fashion. It was kind of like when all of a sudden the app store was happening and cell phones became a thing. Right. And so I built those and I was living in the East Coast, in the Northeast. I was down in Southern California and like spent a lot of time in the Bay Area and was a part of an economic think tank. And as I was in these communities in Philadelphia, time in Manhattan, time in Los Angeles, San Francisco, I was at each of these spots during a key pop of the tech scene. So in LA, there was the Silicon Beach. In New York, it was Silicon Alley. And a Philly tech meetup and like the Wharton tech scene. And what was cool about that was I got to see like how these communities were forming. Um, but something was always missing. It was very transactional and it felt very hollow. It wasn't um, like people actually gave a damn about me. Yeah. It was more like they just wanted to use me or use my idea. And so like it created that vibe and culture. And my life before I was in tech startups, I worked with schools and churches helping build kind of a process of community and growth for like high school students. And so I have this background of working with thousands of high school kids, helping them kind of learn new skills, figure out their life, live out their mission. And then I got into the tech world. And when I saw how the communities were forming around these tech ecosystems, they just felt gross, just to be yeah. totally honest. Yeah. Um, super like, here's my business card. I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you. What's your name? And you're like, oh, I'm Eric. I'm like, Dave, rad to meet you. And you're like, what the fuck? My name's not Dave. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm Eric. And then, then they walk off. And they're like, what just, what just happened? Right. So after I had seen that enough and it made me kind of like want to take a shower when I was around it. Yeah. I then um, matched that moment up against the Occupy movement and Occupy happened and I'm in LA, I'm in a think tank that's dealing with economic um, kind of issues and healthcare issues called the Milken Institute. And we were having our global gathering and there's people picketing and screaming at us. And this like light bulb moment went on where I was like, oh man, the world is breaking. And it's not because anybody's like a horrible human, like the people on the Occupy side, like they hurt. And then all these billionaires, like they've worked their ass off, but they don't know how to interact with these people. And it's really, it's lack of authentic community and a process for everyone to interact with each other right. in a real way. Yeah. Um, so that, that was like my light bulb moment that kicked off IC um, to where I started kind of journaling and notes in my little booklets of like, all right, what could it look like if you built this community-wide incubator for everyone that would surface deal flow and talent for like the elites and how do you mash it together fast forward about a year later um i had relocated to idaho for part of the time and kicked off innovation collective um back up here to, to see you know can it work in idaho can i take a town like Coeur d'Alene yeah. and turn it into like a tech hub that is doesn't make you want to take a shower after you hang out with people like that's like fun and cool totally um yeah so that that's kind of the the, the beginning of it okay i mean you have this really cool thing called the icy venture studio really sounds amazing but why did yeah. you decide to put this together and, and what excites you most about the icy venture studio side of things 
Yeah. Uh, so we, we kicked off Venture Studio as a way to package up what I've been doing inside of Innovation Collective. So yeah. we've had a venture fund where we've been investing in startups for the last seven years. We've got a really cool portfolio of amazing companies that we've invested in. But we realized as we've now scaled across the country and we've done some tests in other foreign countries, like we've got to find a way to really make this scalable. And how can we provide access to everyone to be trained and mentored? So we kicked off, um, you know, Venture Studio, which is we've, we've gotten some of the best uh, marketing minds, engineering minds. You know, um, one of the guys behind it that's working with us as a mentor, he's, um, you know, one of the co-founders of Hootsuite, uh, early employee at Sonos, um, head of marketing formerly at Coca-Cola, people like that that are like, yeah, we want to help. And so they're doing these little these uh, mentorship sessions for anybody. So like you can go through wow. venture studio, as long as you're a part of the IC grow, which is a part of our leadership community. It's like nine 99 a month and you get all these cool pathways and then you can get venture studio, but like those people coach you and then help you shape your business idea. So that then you can pitch it for venture funding. And that's where we use that as a filter to kind of help everyone. So if you're like, I want to do a soup restaurant, kick ass, like we're yeah. gonna help you with the soup restaurant. Um, but you're probably going to get venture capital, right? But the whole process for Venture Studio is a bit different than a traditional incubator or an accelerator like Techstars or Y Combinator. What we do out of the gate is we focus on, look, we got to get your heart right. Yeah. We got to get your head right. And we got to mm. get your community right. Then we let's work on your product. Because a lot of people are too concerned about like, well, my product and product market fit and like packaging, design, marketing. And here's the truth. Like if your your if your head, your heart, and your community aren't right, like this is going to be like lifeless. And and I've seen a lot of founders commit suicide um, from my days in LA and in like companies in Vegas, and like it's heartbreaking. Um, and and you don't want you don't want uh, the hustle to gut you. So I think our our um, venture studio is very different to where it's more about helping you create value and create beauty in the world. And like sometimes value and beauty may be something that turns into a hundred million dollar company. Other times it's just like a cool thing you love. So yeah. yeah, we built it that way to do a little bit of both, like help phase one, phase two. Gotcha. Hey, wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, starting with Rewebbed. They're a digital agency for the outdoor industry. They're actually building ericallenmedia.com right now. Go check them out at rewebbed.com. Combat flags. They make these American flags out of fatigues that are actually worn by soldiers. They provided me with this backdrop. They're an amazing company. They've donated over $80,000 to stop soldier suicide. Go check them out, combatflags.com. Alpha Outpost, they send you a box every single month of tactical tools and survival gear. You get knives like this, you can start for five bucks. Go check them out, alphaoutpost.com. And I love it. And 2021 looks like it's just going to be crazy busy for you guys. I mean, you've scheduled over 350 events, focused on unlocking the human potential, driving innovation. But not only that, you're also aiming to like, get a thousand founders through the IC venture studio next year. Uh, how do you plan to make that happen, man? Right. Yeah. So the, uh, the 350 events, like now that we're in multiple sites all across the country, yeah. uh, we're in five soon to be six different States and growing. Um, we have in each of those locations um, about 70 events per year. Wow. And so it's just bonkers. We have staff all over running these community gatherings of people sharing curious ideas and learning skills and pitching companies and helping each other hack on ideas. And so that kind of engine of all the, the events or the experiences 
it's happening. Like we can't stop that because that's part of our model is these 70 events per year to build real authentic community around curiosity growth, just having fun and making more money really. Yeah. Um, but the venture studio side of getting to a thousand folks in you know, 2021, our game plan there is we're putting in January, we kick off with a really strong blitz in the five soon to be six different States and renouncing the studio, which no one really knows anything about it yet. And no one knows, you know, the companies, like some people know that we've worked with and helped grow companies to now over a hundred million in value. Wow. Um, but we're going to start getting really public about our work we've done and work with some of the politicians and key big businesses in these states and say, look, we want everyone to go through our, our venture studio. Who's in nine bucks a month you're in. And that not only brings them that mentorship from us, but this massive portfolio of people who've also founded hundred plus million dollar companies. And then we have our venture fund at the end where we partner with a, a pretty big fund out of uh, Silicon Valley called Bay Bridge Ventures. That that's where all the deal flow ends up kind of running to that. Uh, I'm an advisor of that fund. And, and so it's this really fun thing that I think people in these small town communities, because most of our cities aren't the traditional places. Yeah. They're looking for way, ways to scale their companies. Mm -hmm. And so for us, I think when you say, Hey, we have relationships with a $300 million venture fund, we have helped found or grow or scale companies between us and our friends of over a hundred millions in value. Like of these companies, we want to help you like join us nine bucks a month. Like it's a hard one to pass up on. Yeah. And when we already have 70 events running for you per community, um, I think we'll hit our 1000 because um, we're across the six States, but you know, knock on wood, we're going to work our ass off for it. Cause I think America needs it in 2021. Oh man, for sure. And one of the things that I, I heard you say on the website is uh, that you know, economies are stuck in this idea that work's going to be around for a long time, but it's really not. I mean, what's your thought process behind that? Yeah, um, you know, I think work is is changing in the, the basic phraseology of it, right? Like, yeah. I think if you think about work as humans, like finding something inside them, they want to like put their energy, their time, their creativity into, that's fine. That's different. But I think yeah. most people define work as like, I apply for a basic job and like I go and do this widget that I make this widget yeah, and then this widget gets shipped and the value on that is dropping drastically. Mm. It continues to drop and it becomes democratized. So it's a race to the bottom to see how cheap can we make widgets so that we can get you more cheap shit faster. Like that's yeah. the game everyone's playing in our world right now. Yep. And so if we think that, that that is really how the economy is going to continue to work is more cheap shit faster there are actually machines now that are probably better than you and I to do a lot of the tasks because, you know, they don't have a bad day. They don't have bad sleep. Um, there are issues with them, but they're usually maintained a bit better than us. And so as truck driver jobs go away or evolve as certain manufacturing jobs go away, we have to ask that question. If that's work, you know, work is for the machines, right? Yep. And, and yep. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I don't know if we ever should have stuck people under the ground to look for, you know, silver and gold. Um, you know, maybe it's better to put a machine under there that has the risk of that um, and have humans still involved in the process somewhere. But I do believe there's an ethical way to still create abundance by using creativity and using this kind of process of value creation and letting humans become the research and development lab for major industries. So work to me looks more like you waking up and you're doing research, you're hacking on an experiment, you're trying to innovate or create something of value for a whole industry 
with a couple of your buddies and you still have your side hustle projects, whatever you're doing locally. But I think it's substantially more, more interesting if, you know, a city like Brooksville, Florida, who's focusing on the future of aging has a few of these multi hundred billion dollar companies go, yeah, we'll throw $10 million a year into R and D in that community. And you get five, 10 of those. And all of a sudden you have a hundred million dollars a year flowing into a community of like 40,000 people. Yeah. Um, you match that up with how many people are already on unemployment. And now you've got an R and D budget tied to it. What happens with those individuals on disability and unemployment, which spike, by the way, every time we have a global economic problem, disability shoots up, which I find intriguing. Right. Uh, and we don't classify that as unemployment, <laughs> but, um, the hidden unemployment issues. That's a whole nother conversation. All yeah. that to say, I just think work's going to migrate um, yeah. away from these repetitive tasks and it becomes more about R and D. So um, mm. those are my general thoughts. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, I love that you guys say on your website that it's where you guys are really here to build American dream factories and raise wolves, not unicorns. What does that mean? 100%. You know, the wolves, not unicorns piece came from uh, this shocking thing that happened in Silicon Valley Okay. to where everyone started to talk about unicorn companies. Yeah. And unicorn companies are these billion dollar valuation companies with no revenue on these rocket ships burning through all this capital. And there's no loyalty in their engineers because they're just waiting for their stock to invest. And they're like, and I'm out, I'm going to go chase the next thing. And we've watched these companies, a lot of them skyrocket. And then now they're starting to crash. Mm. And so we, we came in with this comment of like, look, there's a problem. Like people in like small town America, are like I'm going to build the next Instagram. And we're like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe you might, but like just yeah. shut up for a second. What do you love? Yeah. What do you know? What do you want to build for the world that has value and beauty? And like, let's help you ship that by building it as a community of multi-generational mentors. Uh, and let's have fun doing it. Let's not worry about, you know, being fat and sassy and special. And I'm, got rainbows out my ass it's like i'm a unicorn like i'm special like instead build a real you know company that's built by a pack of people yeah a, a whole when i say multi-generational if you look at a wolf pack you have all the generations in it and they teach and they learn and they share yeah. and they have relevance and they do play and they have fun and they they do respect the person who makes the kill that gets more of the share, but then they share in the kill. It's not like the founders take all the ownership of it. So when yeah. I think about the startup world, I'm much more in love with the idea of a wolf pack or wolves, not unicorns. So like, that's our whole thing is like, look, we raise wolves, not unicorns. Like here. So good. Yep. Absolutely, man. So good. I wanted to shift to a couple fun questions here. What book belongs on everybody's shelf? Oh, man. Um, so many that I love. Um, I would say one without question is rework, um, just because it cuts through a lot of the bullshit of how people choose to start working. And it like, kind of makes you question your patterns. So yeah. that's one that you, you can't miss. Um and then I would say if you're an entrepreneur and like um, you're kind of passionate and shoe dog um, or losing, I think it's losing my virginity. Um, shoe dog is uh, the story of Nike with okay. Phil Knight. Yeah. And then losing my virginity is a story of uh, virgin with Richard Branson. And both of those like make you realize like the moment you read about virgin and like Richard Branson is talking about running it. 
from literally a crypt underneath a church where there's like bodies inside these coffins and like they're turning them into desks and they rented it and, and like that's virgin in the early days and you're like are they gonna make it and like uh same thing with the story of nike when like there's moments in the nike story where we're like oh they're, they're not gonna make it yeah. the company's gonna collapse and it's like it's nike so um both those are really solid if you're, you're an entrepreneur and like have that heart and you're like all right i gotta grind this out Nice. Uh, I'm a music guy, so I love to ask this question. What's a favorite type of music or favorite band for you? Oh, man. Weirdly, I love, love, love classical. Okay. Like when I'm, um, I'll throw on like Beethoven when I'm like writing emails. And like I get into like this battle mode where I'm like, like just going for it. Yeah. Um, and then I also, I do dig on like lo fi. Like that's just another fun one. Um, I like, I like, um, usually having the, like the words out of my mind when I'm working, mm -hmm. but if I'm like, if I'm, you know, going for a drive, man, it depends on my, if my boys are in the car or not, if my boys are in the car, we're blaring queen, like okay. hands down every time. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. Queen is such a great band. Uh, Nick, this is such an honor to have you on my show, man. Thank you so much, dude. I think what you guys are doing at the Innovation Collective is changing the world, man. You are a world changer. Thank you so much for your time, man. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I, I appreciate what you're doing, too, getting the word out, not only about us, but a bunch of other entrepreneurs and businesses. And, um, you know, please, anybody's welcome to join us. Um, we believe everyone has magic in them, legitimately. Unless if you're dead, then I'm sorry, your magic's gone for now. But like, if you're alive, bring it like you belong with us. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. If it brought you any value, please leave a rating and review below. Please go subscribe to our podcast, all of our channels on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Rumble. Look, we're on all the formats. We want to continue to grow the show and continue to bring you value. So thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Have an awesome day.